The advice, views, and opinions of the participants of the Into the Woo podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of the hosts of the Into the Woo podcast or the Resonant Creatives Collective Network and are for entertainment purposes only. This podcast is a safe space to celebrate the infinite manifestations of wild and unbridled spirituality. Be aware that some of the topics covered on the podcast may be triggering to some people. If you are experiencing a spiritual crisis we encourage you to reach out to a certified professional counselor for guidance. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Into the Woo, everybody. So tonight, we're actually recording on a special portal day. So it's the third month, the 11th day of 2021. So that abbreviates to 21 and 2 plus 1 is 3. So we are recording on the third month, 11th day in the third year. (laughs) Impressive. <laughs> Tonight, Ike and I are switching places. I am Jess Walker, and as mentioned last time, I'm an artist, an intuitive, a shadow witch, and I will be your host while we find out a little bit more about him. So, Ike, aka Joe Reyes, is a present moment awareness junkie who is on a primordial of a Vedic tantric ascension path. That is the biggest mouthful ever. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he is a musician, a songwriter, Ascension Sherpa, who focuses on present moment awareness and mindfulness as a path to higher levels of consciousness. He is also a student of spiritual evolution, and now he is a podcaster and my co-host. So tonight we welcome him. Thank you. Um, with that big introduction, can you tell us a little bit more about the primordial Vedic Tantric Ascension that you find yourself uh, resonating with. (laughs) Sure. Okay, let me start off with a clean slate and say that these are my beliefs. This is what I believe happened to me. You can treat it as bullshit. You can treat it as a bedtime story, or you could treat it as just simply my truth. When I awoke, something happened that awakened the divine feminine in me first, before anything. And I won't really get into the details of the nature of that awakening. I think that's something for a Patreon episode that people might pay for because it's a little lascivious. So <laughs> a little a little personal as well, probably. So, you know, I mean, as awakening stories are. Correct. Look, I'm going to be I'm on full vulnerability mode tonight. I am absolutely in channel mode. I was in meditation before this for about an hour. I'm a lot more relaxed than I was on Tuesday. Let's see if I can keep the ums and ah count down tonight. Uh, So yeah, let me get into that. The divine feminine awoke within me first. Subsequently, once I had this divine feminine awakening within me, she ran straight to my crown chakra to the divine masculine. From there, they started teaching me a lot of things. He didn't talk much. He was mostly just a joker and made a lot of jokes. Made a lot of jokes at my expense. That was quite funny. I enjoyed it. And they got together and they put me on a path of ascension that was blind. It's a blind ascension. And they told me what it was. They told me that it was this primordial. It was Vedic. It was tantric. Uh, What other word did I use in that? It's it's a path to ascension that I, I think essentially follows a tantric path of awakening. And when I say primordial, it's because these are extremely ancient forces that are working within me right now. Apparently, the early Hindu religion got it right. At least that's what they're telling me. 
And they sent me on this blind journey of destruction of every single concept that I thought I knew about spirituality, about God, about the nature of the universe. And it has taken several years to get to this point where I'm at, where I actually kind of have a handle on it. And I really wasn't allowed to study too much. In fact, I wasn't really allowed to study anything at all until I experienced it. A lot of the things that have happened to me have happened because... I was flying blind and they were there. They were my guides. They held my hand every step of the way, bless them. And finally, at the end of all of that, they would allow me as I would experience things to go, okay, they would tell me, you can look up this stuff now. So go look at the Vedas, go look at the Upanishads. Uh, It's not going to make a lot of sense to you, but just go ahead and study that. And then it's going to start making sense. And It's not until I experience something, then they would direct me to what's happening to me. And it is very tantric. It's it's very ecstatic. So right now, in, in my existence, in this time, in my presence, I live almost in a constant state of ecstasy of everything. Because there, there's this unification that happened at the end of everything, at the end of, not not the end, but where I am right now in this present moment that I'm here with all of you, it has culminated in unification between those two forces. So I don't have guides anymore. We've all become one. We've become unity. And hence the name, Aikyam Das. Aikyam is Sanskrit. That's an ancient language for unity, simply. And then Das is just a servant of. So I was kind of given this name really, really deep within myself. And I, I was embarrassed because it's like, what a ridiculous name. So... I've taken it now, and I understand why I have that name. I am a servant of unity, and I'm a servant of presence, being present. So I think that might cover the questions you had about my primordial. It's very ancient. It's as ancient as the universe, and the Hindus had it right, apparently. Yes, that absolutely did cover my questions. It actually covered my next question, too, about why um, it was important for you to present yourself with a new name. And the significance of it. Is there anything else that you wanted to add to that about the significance? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the Aikyam is, because it means unity in Sanskrit, it is also my new word for God. The word God, for being such a tiny, tiny little word, it has so much baggage attached to it. I think we all agree with that, especially people like me who are indoctrinated into heavy, hardcore Christian beliefs from the time I was born. So rather than God, this force within me, this, this unity is the Aikyam. And the Aikyam speaks through me sometimes. And the name is that understanding that when, when I'm a little bit more egoic, like I was on Tuesday, and I wasn't present as, as I should be, that I'm a servant of being present and being a servant of unity. And so through that, I'm just going to let spirit work through me from here on out, from, from here until the day I die just so that I can continue to take hits of of this soma that I keep getting from this unity. That's so perfect. That um, kind of actually really leads right into my next question (laughs) about jumping right into your woo wallet, so (laughs) to speak. And um, about like, tell us more about your modalities and like the past that that you see for yourself in this moment in life in regards to like music and well, for, other stuff that you're doing. Yeah, well, definitely the music has always been with me. I've always been a guitarist. I've always been a musician, and I've always written my own music. It's very interesting to me these days when I actually go back, because full disclosure, I have been a seeker of this kind of knowledge all my life, but nothing ever, ever resonated with me until I woke up. So I'll look back at some of the lyrics and some of the songs I've written, and I go, whoa, that was pretty fucking woo. I must have been channeling at the time, but I just didn't know it because that egoic self within me was always trying to play the game the way that the rules were were given to me, right? You you become a musician, you start a band, you write music, and then you become famous, and then you get sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? But now, (laughs) it it really isn't about that. If I'm serving unity, which is a, a grand ecstatic state, then all of my assumptions have to be dropped. And, and part of that, and part of that modality, in fact, the main part of that modality is that I am a present moment awareness junkie. I cannot get enough of being present, being in the now, being right here, like you and I are right here together and, and just feeling 
every little bit of that in this moment. Wow, I just think that's so beautiful. And like, um, can you tell me a little bit more about like the term Sherpa and like how that has come to you? Like, does that have significance for where you see your life going? Yeah, well, I guess for my energetic work that I'm doing for everybody out there, and if you're in the audience and you've worked with me, you know that I've never charged anybody anything for this. Although apparently that has to change because I'm getting a little a little booked up. But what I what I do, I call it a Sherpa because ascension is climbing a mountain. It's everybody has their own personal mountain towards ascension. Everybody has their own personal path of ascension. I think I've said this many times. There are infinite paths to ascend to higher levels of consciousness, and everybody has to find their own path. I'm, not, I'm there's no fucking way I'm a guru. I'm too stupid. But I do know one thing. I do know how to be present. And I have taught myself how to be present. And what I try to do with the people I'm working with is to help them find their ways to be present and be in the moment. This is one of the reasons why I don't really resonate with timelines and all the timeline talk we do. Sometimes it really shuts me down because when you're present and you're in the moment, you are the fulcrum upon which the universe moves. And there is no such thing as a fucking timeline. You are that fulcrum. Everything revolves around you. So I try to get people into that state, into that power state of their own and with their own original thought and their own original creativity and help you say, yep, you're going up that path. I can see it. And just watch them climb their mountain to ascension. And then my job's done. <laughs> Are you able to like give a little bit of an example of what that might look like? Um, or I'm, I, I know that it can vary so much from person to person and that everybody is so individualistic. Well, that's the thing. You, you could grab Tolly right out of the box. You guys all know that I constantly post that Eckhart Tolly one hour thing about uh, the, the gateways to now, the portals that you can take to become more present and more in charge being. So you just have to find those little things. I'll give you a quick one. And this is tall. I'm stealing from Tolly, everybody. So, so this is not my technique. You can shut your eyes and without touching, without doing anything, see if you can feel if your right hand is still there. How can you tell that your right hand is still there? That becomes a gateway into this present moment. And one of the other ones he talks about is the gateway of silence, which is listening for the silence between the noises in your life. And then I think his last one is just acceptance. Accept that you are, no matter what state you're in, no matter what emotions you're feeling right now, accept them, accept them in this moment right now. And then you become present. And then you start to feel that, that aliveness of everything in the universe. And from there, the universe is yours at that point. The alchemy, everybody listening to this right now, everybody who might listen in the future, the alchemy that everyone is missing in their magic is presence. And once you get that, oh boy, just blast off, kids. That, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about we just uh, jump right into your view on spiritual evolution? Um, because I think that that actually really ties in well with what we were, what you were just mentioning. Yeah, this is, I think when COVID first hit, it really meshed within me because uh, Gail and I were on a walk one day. We were looking for baby owls in Northern Phoenix and we were talking about evolution. And I realized that, okay, so the split that, hey, again, this is my opinion, this this doesn't have to be gospel, but I think that all of us can agree that there is something called evolution and that the evidence is there and that is how life on the planet achieves higher levels of consciousness. And this is a universal consciousness. So life itself is the process, the self-realization of the universe. So at some point, every species, every species on the planet the evidence is there, it will split off and one species will thrive a little more than the other species. Some of them might still maintain the same space on the planet. And I believe that the human race has indeed split. It is too 
species right now. There is, uh, I think I'm calling them homonym ascendi, which are the ones who are awake and who are climbing higher levels of consciousness so that we can, we have any kind of hope to save the species. And then there are the ones who, I believe this ability, this, this force of evolution that is going to push us to the next level of the human evolution, it's dormant within them and they haven't had that awakening. I think everyone on the planet has this capability to evolve, but they don't. Or they've used their mind activity or their brain activity, which is not your conscious. Whatever your brain's doing right now, whatever words are going through your head, is not you. So those who are starting to feel that woo, you're starting to feel the energy, you're starting to feel the vibe, that is a mechanism of species evolution. We, we're so egoic, though, that we don't really like to see our evolution, see ourselves as just a regular animal evolving because we're too egoic. I'm a human being. This is, this is it, man. This is the top of our, uh, we're the peak. We're the peak predator. We're peak everything. But no, we are actually going to evolve even more if we survive. Because uh, what was the old George Carlin uh, gig was, was he was like, hey, the planet is fine. The planet's not going anywhere. We're not saving the planet. The planet's not going anywhere. We are. So we're either going to go into extinction or we are going to... I've seen the end game of this. We are going to create a, a, a new... It's, it's more of a techno uh, future uh, where AI is going to help us with everything, including saving the planet, including uh, taking care of the plants and the animals and all that stuff. We haven't seen that yet, and it, prob it might not happen either because I've seen all the apocalyptic stuff that could happen. But I've also seen the cool shit that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just personally start working for. I, if I see a cool endgame, I'm going to work towards that. Uh, that. It gets a little cloudy because I do not like timeline games, but it just happens when you're present. You just you see timelines and, and ugh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that timelines like turn you off so much because I myself am such a timeline jumper and I love looking at timelines. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and, and hey, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Do you know... Oh, absolutely please it's like uh you like broccoli uh maybe i don't or or, or something like that it's uh, for me everybody's path to ascension is is valid and i love especially when i hear novel ones and i hear something new that i haven't heard before because then i go that's creativity the universe was created and when we are creative that is that is divine and that's holy oh absolutely mm -hmm. i could not agree with you more so with this spiritual evolution um do you think that it kind of goes hand in hand and i know that a lot of the listeners um also listen to jess's podcast and she talks about all of these um body upgrades that are happening with um the 70 downloads that are coming in and all the body changes yeah well one person's upgrade is another person's well i'm being forced to evolve now if you look at evolution from a scientific standpoint, it happens because of trauma. I, I, I'm sorry to say that. It's extremely unfortunate. But you have to admit that as a species, we love to inflict trauma, not only upon each other, but upon ourselves. So those forces of evolution are saying, you need to get out of this. Now, I, it's my opinion that like birds are ascended dinosaurs. So you know, we're going to have to fly in our own way and grow our own wings and, and ascend that way and start evolving out of the trauma that we are causing ourselves and we are causing with others and start activating that trigger of evolution within us to ascend and to get those higher levels of consciousness. And then perhaps if we're good at it and if we're worthy, we can actually steer those who don't awaken. We can just steer them energetically. I think I used the term when we were talking privately about, uh, I used the term energetic influencers. And through energetic influence, you can definitely help steer the population that is not awake into just gentler and kinder states of being. And, and it's, it's funny because it's ironic because in the Bible, there's a lot of that whole good shepherd well, that's what we're going to become. We're going to shepherd the species as best we can. Because if the species is dead set on destroying itself and the ecosystem of the planet, there's not really going to be a lot of shit we can do about that. 
Absolutely. Uh, I think that the term that you're talking about, I think that it's called macroing, Mm -hmm. that when you do the work within yourself, that it automatically will shift vibration in the collective. Well, it's got to be about yourself because you cannot, I think that... You can't do the work for other people, exactly. Exactly. I I think all of us have been on this planet long enough to realize that you cannot change anybody's fucking mind. You can (laughs) only change yourself, right? That's all you can do, really. So Mm -hmm. can you... Can you talk a little bit more about like your channeling and how you personally um, are able to contact um, spirit and listen to Ike? Well, Ike is always there. Ikeam is unity. And so unity is always there. Uh, We were talking earlier today about, I'm sure that right now, the the energy out there right now, we were talking about how the fact that the veil is fucking gone right now. And we are seeing shit. We're we're starting to see stuff. But before this even happened, what I believe is my third eye is totally open right now. And it always is open. Uh, When I close my eyes, I see this little translucent vortex right where I I would imagine my third eye is. When Shanna reads, she she does that, I'm bringing my awareness back behind my eyes thing. And that's kind of where that little vortexy thing is. Now, I do a lot, I do most of my actual energetic work in, in the hypnagogic stage, which is the state between asleep and awake. So I, I, I lie there in my bed and I work and I work and I work. And a lot of times that will generate a lot of patterns of uh, sacred geometry within that little um, vortex. And the vortex will increase as I'm generating that. And the biggest download I got today was that I'm generating Soma, which is an ancient substance that everybody's trying to figure out. What's the formula for Soma? Well, everybody's got the formula. It's in your fucking head. It's the DMT that you're generating with a combination of the, the right levels of dopamine mixed in with that and all those things that's what science would probably say about that it's this it's this substance you are generating when you are present and when you're in this unified state of consciousness i'm literally getting imagery coming into my head right now about like our bodies being the science lab and that we have to like release the right amount of chemicals in order to get the right equation to like hit that frequency yeah i think a lot of people right now especially those who are awake are are not only generating that and they're generating that and using that to direct the field out into the collective but they are also doing things like we were talking about earlier, intuitive eating. Uh, I, I used to drink a lot. Like, I think I was borderline alcoholic at one point. And then one day, the spirit just said, you're not drinking anymore and you don't like alcohol. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I do. Sorry, but I, I'm going to do this stuff. And then I started getting sick on it. And I just, I just stopped. I just, I just don't drink anymore. So, and, and that, and intuitive eating, I just... Whenever I, I want to go to the kitchen or get, grab a snack, I ask unity within me. It's like, do I really need this food right now? And it just goes, yeah, or yeah, we could use some chips or we could use some ice cream and then I'll eat it or whatever. But I'm, I'm always asking that supreme intelligence within you. You know, you can be brain dead and your body will still be breathing and doing stuff. So there's an extreme intelligence that we have to get in touch with by by getting rid of that mind activity and then you can start intuitive eating i've lost like 60 pounds or something and i haven't done anything except stop drinking and intuitive eat so i don't know what that means but but the results are there well and it's funny too because it, it kind of goes back to what you were talking about before about having done you know certain things even in your sleep state mm-hmm. that before my awakening like i really started to drop a lot of things in my um like eating habits and I was a big drinker as well and changed everything. And then like within the last two years, I've lost a hundred pounds. I have anything other than change what I'm eating and ingesting. And I mean, my body does crave physical exercise, but I hate exercise. So, I mean, I'll dance in my living room and I'll go for a walk, but like legit, that's, that's the extent. Yeah. Well, if you're moving (laughs) around, that's, that's great. That's awesome, Jess. That's, that's so cool (laughs) that you've done that. That's applaud kudos to you. So back to this channeling, we have talked a little bit about um, some of your visions for the future. So how is that for you? Well, again, it's, it's all intuitive. I think that every one of us, everybody who's in this room right now, really deep down, when you use that, uh, I called it on Tuesday, I called it divine discernment. This is what I, 
this is that channel within everyone that you you know i'm not going to call it right and wrong because that's so binary and that's so <laughs> it's so outdated the it, whole right and wrong it is but it is harmony and it is it is the kind of thing that you can work towards to get you into those states of of like divine ecstasy i mean divine ecstasy can happen through pain through horror through fear through all that stuff but i prefer the fun ones i prefer the the, the peaceful the let's save the planet type of thing so i I, I direct my energy towards that. And I see the little things that you can do, even just <laughs> recycle your shit. And if you find out that your, your city is not recycling, then perhaps you try to find a place that will truly recycle your stuff. And you start, what you start doing is you start ignoring the way they're telling you to save the planet. And you start saving the planet by getting in touch with, with Gaia and finding out, well, look, Gaia, I'd like to, I'd like us all to stay for a while. How do we do that? And I know that there, there hasn't been a lot of attention paid to AI, and maybe putting AI in charge of growing the the ecosystem and and taking care of the plants and the animals and things like that. We haven't even scratched the surface with how that's going to help us save ourselves. We only like, we're only afraid of AI. We're not, we're not using it to, to do those things that will help Gaia survive, or, or at least help Gaia allow us to survive. Carlin said, planet's not going anywhere. We are. Yeah, it's interesting too. Like the only thing that I've heard about AI is here in Canada that they're wanting to implement more AI so that we can have universal basic income mm -hmm. and need people to do that mundane jobs um i'm not really sure how it's going to integrate once we get further down the line yeah um but i mean i don't think that that's my job to think about that because that's definitely not the stuff that my guides are throwing at me <laughs> yeah well well let me ask this how hard do you think it would be to like learn when a tree is getting sick that a computer could go oh this tree is getting sick it has this symptoms just judging by the camera we have on it Mm -hmm. uh, this forest or you could you could do it from space you could just look at the places on the planet where it's like well it's dying here how do we make it survive and and, and you can get actual real-time feedback and you can actually start nurturing the planet from from just observing the planet and then start letting the ai tell you go plant these trees over here uh, this species needs to be saved otherwise everything's going to go to shit I'm okay with AI in that capacity. I'm not okay with it telling me everything to do with my life, but to, to help me as an aid, because I can't see it, but perhaps this computer is going, is ringing the alarm bell saying, hey, over here, guys, let's do this. It's going to be the same thing with, uh, if we're going to be living with COVID for a long time, you're going to have AI recognizing, well, there's an outbreak here in this neighborhood, lock that down until we've got it under control. And, and then everybody else basically goes on with their lives. We don't stop the fucking world anymore. When this stuff happens, we let we let the tools that we are so afraid of actually do some good. Yeah, it's all about um, how we use things because, of course, everything can be used for good or bad. Right. There's those two words of polar opposites again. Of Which good don't exist. There is no good. There <laughs> is no bad. Exist. But... <laughs> Exactly. Um, while you were talking about that, um, I was getting some messages about like uh, what your thoughts were about globalizing. We're so individualized when it comes to counties and states or provinces, countries that like when you're talking about AI being able to say like this tree is sick or whatever, when you were talking about that, it really just kind of opened my mind to different climates around the world and being like, well, this climate is sick. So we need to grow the food for the world over here. Mm -hmm. And then like, and do you like see the world moving into a global shift rather than little communities? Or do you really see it going micro and going into little communities who take care of themselves? Well, uh, I see it as, a possibility so again when i when i'm forced to look at the timeline game and i see these possibilities i see the apocalyptic scenarios i see this one that i really like in that it's it's uh i think i described it on the the chat boards that we have as a techno pastoral utopia which 
imagine you're basically walking out of your little hobbit hole every day and it's high fucking tech but you don't see the tech you don't see the wires you don't see the uh, the the wireless internet that's just connecting everything when you know when they talk about the internet of things well my internet of things is that we are monitoring ourselves and using ai to monitor the health of the planet and the people and and yes, it sounds invasive. We're um, here in my country. We're Americans. It's like I'm an individual man. I don't want no AI looking after me. But I think this last year has taught us that we don't fucking know how to take care of ourselves. We need a little <laughs> help. So I, I, I'm all for that kind of thing, as long as it's not telling you what to do, where to go, uh, how long you're going to work. It, it'll just be something that's like, hey, this needs attention, and if you don't. If you don't uh, pay attention to this, you, the planet's going to go bye-bye. So that's, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. And I only see it as a possibility. But it's a possibility I'm going to work for. Well, I think with that, um, we're going to play Resonate and Doesn't Resonate. Yeah, I think that's good. I, I've, I've, I've yammered on long enough, don't you think? <laughs> Um, so let's, let's jump in, um, ley lines and activation points. Resonate. Reincarnation in past lives. Doesn't resonate. That cats are an alien race hiding in plain sight on the earth. <laughs> oh, Lucy Lou. Yeah. Resonates. Hell yeah. Okay. Gender roles. How yeah, about... uh, uh, resonates only in the fact that uh, it, it, gender roles are a thing that needs to go away. <laughs> okay. That needs to go away, yeah. exactly. <laughs> How about chakra systems? Uh, resonates. Uh, Hopi ant people. Uh, resonates. I live in this country. <laughs> Jumping timelines. Does not resonate. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> as soon as we were talking about that, I was like, damn. <laughs> Worlds underwater. Resonates. Parallel universes. Resonates. And magic. Oh, it resonates. Of course. <laughs> but as we all know that uh, even science looks like magic to some people, so... Oh, absolutely mm -hmm. and you know what like we were talking about before mm -hmm. our bodies being the science experiment so our magic can also look like science mm -hmm. and there will be a, a harmony between those eventually spirituality and science will one day meet and i very much agree with that. on I the quantum they, level i think that they are very much uh, one in one in the same or one in similar mm -hmm. things <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. So, mm -hmm. um, with your permission, mm -hmm. I took out some cards. Yay! And I was wondering if you would allow me to pull a spirit animal oracle. Hell yeah! Let's Perfect. do this. And then as I'm doing this, if anybody else in the audience would like to have a card, just raise your hand and we'll bring you up one at a time. Um, after we do this, then we'll just, we'll finish with Woo News. So um, if you want the Woo News, stick around for that. I'm excited about the Woo News. I think we need to do a Woo Weather Report as well. A Woo Weather Report. And yeah. you know what? might be close <laughs> uh, your card this is so perfect is rhino spirit and it says overcome any obstacle Ooh, i like that i'll take that rhino that is a fantastic fantastic message absolutely techno pastoral uh existence for everybody <laughs> <laughs> is there anybody else in the audience that wanted to have a card drawn or come on raise your hands if not, it's totally cool. I'll just read the woo news. Oh, look at that. Everybody everybody wants a card. Everybody wants a card. Okay. <laughs> and you get a card and you get a card. <laughs> everybody gets a card. Not so a car. It, <laughs> it's not going to allow me to pull them up just because you are hosting this. Um, oh, okay. So uh, so let me let me pull oh. these people up. I did not know that. We learn something new every day, don't, don't we? <laughs> Welcome. Hello, Shana. Hello, hello. How are you this evening? I'm well. I'm on the East Coast slash old lady bedtime, so. Oh, <laughs> thanks for staying up. Like, pull my card so I can go to bed. Like, get this done. <laughs> yeah. 
Shanna's first. She's got to go to bed. Oh, Shanna, <laughs> this is so beautiful for you. Oh, my goodness. You have the butterfly spirit, and your message is transformation is beautiful. It is also card number 11. So how perfect is that? Oh, great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. You're welcome. All right, next. All right, Samantha, how are you? Hi, good. Samantha, your card is the Sandpiper Spirit, and your message is to be playful. Uh, oh, interesting. I think Do you that's... like play with Play-Doh when you were a kid? I did. Yeah, um, I'm like, I can smell Play-Doh right now, like so strong. Um, <laughs> I, I would venture a guess that your inner child is screaming to play with some Play-Doh. So maybe like hit up a dollar store or something. <laughs> yeah, I was playing with plumber's putty on uh, Saturday. <laughs> Speaking of that, I think Gail is next. My wife wants to get a card. Hi, Gail. Hi, Gail. Hi. Oh, how are you this evening? I'm well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Look at you sitting in the driver's seat. How's that going? Oh, you know, I think that... Part of me was kind of born to talk a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, my mom, my mom is one of my spirit guides and she is laughing so hard right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gail, you got a full on reading. You just had three cards come out. <laughs> what? So you have the swan spirit and it says time for a deep dive spirit is definitely calling you for um, some inner work <laughs> you also have nightingale spirit and that says love is all around and it's so funny that you are like married to the king of being present because your third and final card was the hummingbird spirit be here now Aww. <laughs> <laughs> does that mean we're finally going to get some hummingbirds in that goddamn feeder out back I don't know man well thank you you're welcome all right uh, zach one more we've got zach zach you have the armadillo spirit and the armadillo says to set healthy boundaries to make sure that you're working on that outer shield yep <laughs> yep <laughs> I was like, didn't we just have this talk earlier? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, I will jump into some woo news, you guys. This is insane. Let's, uh, 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 sorry, uh, everybody on stage, if you want to stay up, but uh, stay up, but mute your mics, and then we're going to do uh, woo news. Okay. All right. This actually just happened on February 25th of this year. It says, an unidentified flying object reportedly whizzed past an American Airlines passenger flight over New Mexico wow. in a close encounters captured in a radio transmission from the pilot. The incident happened around 1 p.m. local time on Sunday, February 25th, 2021, while American Airlines Flight 2292 was en route from uh, Hebron to Phoenix. <laughs> um, then it's just um, a right of the transmission. There was a YouTube video, but of course, because we are on Clubhouse, like the sound just wouldn't have transferred over well. Yeah. Um, so it just says, do you have any targets up here? He says over the radio, we just had something go over the top of us that I hate to say this looked like a long cylindrical object. <laughs> oh, the shit. pilot describes the object as a cruise missile type thing that was moving really fast. He adds that the object went right over top of us. Wow. Steve Douglas, an airline radio enthusiast, first captured the audio chatter for his blog, and then American Airlines later confirmed that the audio was indeed authentic and referred all further questions to the FBI. <laughs> so there was a statement, there were several statements, sorry, given to media outlets that says, 
following a debrief with our flight crew and additional information received, we can confirm this radio transmission from American Airlines Flight 2292 on February 21st was authentic. For any additional questions on this, we encourage you to reach out to the FBI. Wow. So further than this... Um, the Pentagon in recent years has confirmed several recordings and encounters with UFOs, which they are now calling Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, or UAP. And officials um, say that they want pilots to be more comfortable with reporting such encounters due to the potential dangers that they might represent. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are the aliens driving drunk or something or what? <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, the government recently re uh, released a vast tro uh, trove of documents about UFO sightings over the past several decades, although enthusiasts are still combing over those documents for evidence of alien visitors. Um, the U.S. defense officials have not said that UAPs or UFOs are proof of alien visitors, despite rampant speculation that the truth is out there. Dun, dun, dun. I know. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Just at the end of last month, there was yet again another UFO that was sighted by a pilot. <laughs> well, yeah, and now apparently we have to be looking out for them now, otherwise they might ram into us, because who knows oh, what yeah, they're on. Oh, because they, like, represent potential danger, sure, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that, uh, it, nothing is surprising me, right? I don't think anybody in this room is surprised by any of this stuff, it, but it's, it's no. <laughs> it is incredible. It, again, uh, biblical signs and wonders. It's 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 amazing. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. Seriously, I still want to go out into the middle of the desert and meditate and call them to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about that whole concept. Huh. Uh, 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 are, are you, I still don't know their. I don't know their intentions. If they're just watching us because they're watching us wandering around like idiots, and it's terribly entertaining to them. Like we're their reality show. Like we're their Kardashians. But I don't know. <laughs> my personal, my personal belief on it is that somewhere along the evolutionary chain, that they integrated their DNA into our species, mm -hmm. and that we're basically. I think it was Nimue that said this. Are like a kitten at the vet. <laughs> when they come to pick us up and basically try to figure out like how we're getting along <laughs> you know they're like how's our experiment doing um so we're all <laughs> lab rats is that what you're saying <laughs> um uh possibly um another theory is that they're, they're trying to figure out how our souls have meshed with our flesh suits yeah <laughs> um so I think it's a little bit of this and that I never fully jump into one side of things. Yeah, uh, not these days. I, I'm open to everything. Every Everything's valid. Every path is essentially everything's valid. Everything's on a sliding scale. And, <laughs> and yeah, nothing surprises you. Do you ever wake up in the morning like, what what possibly could surprise you at this point? I honestly think the most surprising thing is that I'm still waking up on this planet. <laughs> I'm like, wait, the game's not done. Haven't we figured it out? <laughs> right, right. Oh boy. No, keep pumping those quarters in that machine, kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, with that, um, I will close out the show. Thank you. Oh, so should we much. take some questions from the audience though? See if anybody oh, has anything to say. No, of course not. We're just leaving. Yeah, Bye. let's do that. <laughs> Fuck off. Is there any questions that you have for us? You can unmute your mics now and, uh, hey, shoot one out. <laughs> but apparently not ask me because. <laughs> <laughs> anyone, anyone, raise your hand. I've been trying to get Angela up here for a while, but I, I guess she just doesn't really want to come on up. Yeah, I um, guess intuitively I just knew that there weren't any questions, yeah. so I was just going to close it right on out. <laughs> you are like a wise woo person. Nobody wants to say it. Oh, Samantha, did you unmute? Who, who unmuted? I yeah, did. Um, I did. Okay. It's more. It's kind of more like a, an, a wanting to extend on your what you just said about anything goes kind of right now. Mm -hmm. Like, not to sort of, like, move in too much to one thought form like because i find if you listen to too many different podcasts or read too many different books and there's just so much all at once in your brain and it's hard to know sometimes what to resonate with 
So, I mean, I do feel deeply what resonates and what doesn't, just like what you guys did earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I, but that's the problem. We are we are splitting so much, so much. We're 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 shaving ourselves down so much that eventually we're going to all have to come back together into one unified thing. But the, the, when Jessa talks about the the end of the narrative, it's because we are splitting the narrative so much and we're all getting tired of the same story anyway. So it's all going to have to be generated from within you, Samantha, within you, Jess, within you, Gail, within you, Zach. You know, it's, it's, it's going to have to be generated within us and forget all this craziness going on out there. Yeah, so it's like to keep continue to go within, right? Yes, go within. Uh, go with your gut, as they always say, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's literally all about what you want in this life. Yes. What you feel is going to be the best for you. How you can have the most fun in this game. Yeah, no gurus. You. I was yeah. saying something before um, in a private chat about if it feels like work, it isn't working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking fucking great. Gail, oh, did you have well, something? Yeah. Everybody, my wife Gail, were you going to uh, add something to the conversation? There you are. Uh, of course I was on mute, right? Isn't that the way? <laughs> That's okay. I tried to close the show already. so <laughs> I know. You're just jumping ahead there, Miss Canada. I was going to ask you, where guys in Canada are you from? I'm in, I'm in southern Alberta, so Lethbridge, Alberta. Oh, I'm Lethbridge. Cool. Montana order very good um i guess my question for the group is or our host you know um we're all it seemed to be at different levels some of us may be trailing a little behind other people (laughs) so you know how do you how do you continue to relate to those people in ways that may be different than you had done in the past well i think it's important to know that like there is no behind there's, there's no ahead. Like you are exactly where you are supposed to be. Um, the way that you have lined things up before your awakening, during your awakening, and the things that are going to happen after your awakening have basically already been laid out. Now you're just choosing which paths you're going to walk like determining which door you open, if that makes sense. So like Basically, like, we've already, like, laid down all of the shit. And now we're just walking through the game. And whether we turn left or turn right in the game is going to basically say, like, where you go. And so you just have to really, really find what works for you. And if somebody else is somewhere else and you resonate with that, then you can bring that into your space and have that work with you. But if it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that it's not in your space. Right. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Very good. Good question, darling. <laughs> Zach, did you have something too? I saw your microphone on mute. Is it Aikyam? Uh, Aikyam. I, I, I don't really know ancient Sanskrit. I was, uh, the instruction I got was go, go look up unity in Sanskrit, throw a dash at the end, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> and then Beautiful. you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Akiam Das, that's how I'm saying it. I was curious what your like go-to sort of modality for coming into presence is. Is it the listening or just the feeling of your hand? Or Well, it's, it's going to be a tough one because th- now I have this mechanism, which is that third eye spinning thing. Whenever I'm not present, I shut my eyes and I look at the little spinny thing, uh, my third eye spinning, uh, the vortex, and that puts me right the fuck back into presence, right? But not everybody has that. So you have to kind of get these techniques. And whenever you find something that you can always... That's the thing, Zach. You've got to find your go-to. You've, that's, that's why I'm a Sherpa. I can't say, hey, Zach, just go ahead and look at your third eye, man. What's wrong with that? It's like, well, maybe I don't have that. Or maybe I'm not seeing it yet. But there will be something that you can always go to. Uh, one of the one of the easiest ones that people can do is that when your brain is is doing that talky 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 thing and it's it's going, start observing the conversation from another point of view. So you be, you begin to watch your ego chatter away in your brain, and then you realize that the observer of that ego that's chattering away in your brain, that's the real you, that's the real Zach, that's the higher Zach, the one who's watching 
the conversation in your head. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I love that spinning because for me, that's really where the vision sort of became something was not just the sparkles, but seeing them as like spinning on like a three dimensional plane. Like, yeah, if you've got that, that's your, that's your gateway like, to presence. Yeah, yeah. If it's always there, whatever is always there for you that makes you stop thinking in words or that, that makes you feel closer to the IKM or the God or whatever, however you want to call that divine presence within you. If, if you've got that go-to, you hold on to that and then you ride that all the way to uh, ecstatic bliss of, of just being in unity. Mine's probably breathing. Mm-hmm. I think that's what like gets me there. I forget, you know, to look for things or to even listen, but Zach, if breathing breathing is really good for you, I actually just learned about um, this really awesome technique where like you cross your arms, but instead of like folding your arms, like you grab your biceps with each of your hands and very gently, you just alternate squeezing your left bicep with your right hand and then squeezing your right bicep with your left hand. And you just do it really, really gently. And you do, you squeeze one while you inhale and then you squeeze the other one while you exhale. Ooh, I'm going to try that. That is one hell of a grounding exercise. We learned that um, as part of um, therapy for anxiety. So it's a really good technique to like put you right into your body and into that present moment and slowing down your breath and concentrating on on how your body is. Sweet. I love that. Well, all right. If, if there's no other questions, I think we're bumping up at an hour today. I, I feel like I cheated you on Tuesday, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine. <laughs> I'm sure I talked just enough tonight as well. <laughs> all right. Well, take us home right. then. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Next Tuesday and Thursday here on Clubhouse, we're going to debut our other hosts, Shanna Warwick and Nimue Akafowick. And uh, everything is about to just get wild. So until next time, see you all then. Bye-bye.